The party that we've all built together is far too important for one individual. Our party is not a cult of personality. It's not shaped by whoever's name is on the masthead, but by the hundreds of thousands of conservatives who pound in lawn signs, sit on their riding associations, and donate a few dollars every month. And as our party begins to embark on this exciting opportunity, electing a new leader, my only ask to my fellow conservatives is this. Let's stay united. So, with those words, the Conservative Party of Canada has now been thrust into a not-so-unexpected leadership race. My name is Christopher Brown, and you are listening to the Cross-Border Political Podcast. Months after the 2019 federal election, Andrew Scheer, the leader of the official opposition, stood in the House of Commons today and announced his resignation as leader of the party. This is only three short years after winning one of the closest leadership votes in Canadian history. Scheer was destined to become Prime Minister of Canada after winning that leadership race in 2017. He had the right talking points. He had a Liberal government that was in damage control throughout the last few months of the Parliament and into the election. But on election night, the sheer Conservatives took the Trudeau Liberals from a majority to a minority government, all the while losing support in vote-rich provinces like Ontario and Quebec. The day after the election, the knives were out for Scheer, though, with some prominent conservatives calling for his resignation immediately. Could you blame them, though? The party was on the upswing. Justin Trudeau and his liberals were facing issue after issue after issue. And you can't forget the infamous black-brown-face scandal that plagued the Trudeau liberals five weeks out from the election. But Scheer could not connect with voters in downtown Toronto. His pro-life and pro-conservative positions were seen as one of the biggest issues facing some red Tories when they headed to the ballot box on election day. Scheer did say the moment after the election he was going to stay on and fight for the leadership and fight in the next election. His first plan of attack was to cut his chief of staff and director of communications. He cleaned house. Then he started a cross-country tour speaking directly to Conservative Party members about the future and where he wanted the party to go. This looked like he was on the right path to keeping his leadership position. But then a surprise announcement happened just before the return of Parliament. He had named former Liberal backbencher and floor crosser Leona Alsleve as his deputy in the House of Commons. Sheer was toast to some party members after that announcement. And can you blame him? Uh, some Liberal MP who crosses the floor has now officially become the second ranking member on the House of Commons in the official opposition benches. This didn't stand well. But Sheer being Sheer, he was in the mood for fights and he was ready to win if there was a leadership election. 
He was going to fight to stay relevant in the party and stay on as leader as long as he could. Speculation was that the conservative policy convention that was going to be held in April of 2020 was going to be Shear's last stand. If he could survive a member's vote of his leadership on that convention floor, he would be able to fight in the next election. But that wasn't the case. With rumblings of improperly used party funds and with his sheer lack to connect with voters, Andrew Scheer would be destined to be a one election leader. Andrew Scheer has gone the way of Michael Ignatieff and Stefan Dion. Scheer is toast. With the announcement today, we head off to the races. We begin the speculation process of who is going to be running for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. No candidate, or prospective candidate, let's say, wants to seem too eager. Being too eager to run in a leadership campaign so closely after the resignation of their current leader might spell disaster. With a certain leadership race to be held in 2020 or early 2021, conservatives from across Canada will be vying for the leadership of the once powerful party. Since the election, there has been rumors floating around of which certain past MPs want to come back into the political fold. One of those people who may have seemed a little too eager a few days after the election is the former MP for Central Nova, a prominent red Tory from Atlantic Canada, and the former Attorney General under Stephen Harper, Peter McKay. McKay was the first to publicly muse that Shear had missed an open net breakaway. He was forced to backtrack those comments later and issued a letter of support for Shear's leadership. If Peter McKay does enter the leadership race, he will certainly be a front runner. If he decides to enter it, he will have some issues dogging him. Will his red Tory stances play well in Western Canada? James Moore, another former cabinet minister under Stephen Harper, has been tossed around as a potential leadership contender before. He was seen as a potential leadership contender in 2017, but ultimately decided against it. He has been raising his profile over the last few months with speaking engagements on all major Canadian television channels. One MP who has been seen as giving constructive criticism to Andrew Scheer is the former interim leader, Rona Ambrose. Rona has deep roots in Alberta, making her a potential frontrunner if she decides to run in the Conservative leadership race. She has not been seen as interested in the prospect of leading the Conservatives once again, but... And this is a big but. If enough support comes to her, don't expect her to sit this one out. In 2017, 13 people, 13 people ran for the leadership of the Conservative Party. Two of those former leadership contenders might put their name back into the ring. Both Ontario MPs, both former cabinet ministers, 
under Stephen Harper, Aaron O'Toole, and Michael Chong. Both hail from Ontario, where Conservatives do desperately need to pick up support. If they fail to pick up support, they will be doomed to be sitting in opposition for years to come. Another leadership contender who may want to be back in the game, but recently just lost her seat, is former deputy leader and Milton MP Lisa Raitt. Lisa lost her seat in an unexpected upset of the election night in 2019. She wasn't supposed to lose, but the anti-Ford, anti-Sheer issues rallied the voters to the Liberals' benches, making her time in the House of Commons come to an end. She is also seen as one of the best communicators the Conservatives' party has. But her time as the industry minister in the Harbour Cabinet could be a hindrance and could turn potential voters in downtown Toronto and Quebec away for a while. So there's the pros and the cons for her. Conservatives might not want to be looking at someone from Ottawa, though. They might not want to be looking at someone who was an MP or was or is a current MP. They might be looking at people who are running some provinces or who have ran some provinces. Three current and past premiers will ultimately be looked upon to defeat Trudeau. Ontario Premier Doug Ford will be seen as a potential dark horse in this race. If he gets into the race, he could take support from prominent Ontario Conservatives who are looking to lead the party. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney will be no doubt asked to lead the party. Kenney could be the white knight that the party needs in the dark period in their party's history. And the final leader who will be a shoe-in if he decides to jump back into politics is former Premier of Saskatchewan and prominent anti-carbon tax conservative Brad Wall. Since resigning from public life, Wall has been seen as the conservative's voice of reason in the West. He speaks and conservative members listen. He leads a, he led a coalition of Saskatchewan liberals and progressive conservatives to power, and some may want his ability to reunite the various conservative groups in the Conservative Party of Canada that began fracturing after that 2019 election loss. He could also be seen as the one leader that could silence the Western independence movement in both Alberta and Saskatchewan. There are a few potential dark horses who might enter the race just to raise their profile a bit. This includes Calgary MP Michelle Rempel, who is well known across Canada. She is loved by the right and hated and loathed by the left. Another potential leadership contender is Pierre Polivare, who is the financial wonk of the Conservative caucus. He was appointed finance critic when Scheer won the leadership and has been hammering away Trudeau and his finance minister since. Expect him to get in and keep a close eye on him. But as you can see, these names that I've just mentioned are just some of the potential names 
with high profiles to enter the race. There are always those who enter the race who no one sees coming. Ones that announce their leadership bids and Canadians wonder why the hell they've entered or why the hell they're running. Liberals had Celtic fiddler Ashley McIsaac, Deborah Coyne, and Conservatives had Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Dragon Den himself, Mr. Fabulous. Whether it be a long leadership race or a short one, one thing is for certain. Whoever wins the leadership of this once powerful party will have their work cut out for them. They will need to rebuild the party's trust with Canadians. They will need to balance their policies to ensure Western Canadians don't feel alienated while ensuring Quebec and Ontario come back into the fold. No matter who enters the leadership race, this unexpected development has become Trudeau's saving grace. In a parliament that he needs a divided opposition to win, this might have been his best Christmas present since being Prime Minister. With the NDP in financial shambles, with the bloc not wanting to go back to the polls for some time, now the Conservatives are in disarray with a leadership race. Trudeau just got an early Christmas present, and it couldn't have come at a better time. With that, I'm Christopher Brown, and you've been listening to the Cross Border Political Podcast.